0: one favorite podcast, it's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Roots, and Tim Sway. So I just, just do it? All right. Yeah. <clears throat> Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 151 for September 26th, 2018, this week's Top Patreon supporters are Make, Build, Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Keith Decent, Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Mike Jeffcoat, Jim Bashirs, Brad Dudenhofer, Paul Jackman. The boys over at, maybe I've said too much. John made it and Barry custom. You know, I, I probably should do that. I should do that over again because I said I was going to do the whole list.
1: Well, why don't we just keep rolling and you just uh, do the whole list now and everybody can realize that you're not perfect?
0: I, oh, they he, know that. They I
2: don't like that idea at all. That's a horrible idea. Well, just, just read the whole list. And if you see a name and you know you read it, don't say it. And if you see a name and you're not sure if you read it, say it again maybe that's they'll pay
0: us thinking. twice I, that's too much to think i'm just gonna read the whole thing that's that's what i yeah all right okay. here we go aaron lund al's hack shack alan canterbury barry custom brett benson bryce stoddart camille good chad from mancraft i don't know why okay uh chris mcintosh christopher pixley chuck curtis dan stark daniel haju Daniel Ollendorf, Daryl Cooksey, Dave Morris, David Bauer, David Bellhorn, DDM Made, Dominic, Driftless Joinery, Factotum Industries, G Customs, Gary Fuji, Greg Mead, Infinite Craftsman, Jackman Works, Jerron Clock, Jim Bashirs Jim Marulo, Jimmy DeResta, Joe Pierce Maker, John J. Hilgers Jr., John Made It, Jonathan Holt, Keith Johnson, Khalifa something. Man, there's just one word. Laura Kampf, liquidrc.com, live free and DIY, make, build, modify, make, break, repeat, maker on the move, maker geek, making at home, Marcus Hoffman, master of none, Matt Parker, Matt Valbrecht, Matt Williams, maybe I've said too much, Michael Bielner, Nick Carruthers, Patty Gilstrap, Paul Mayette, uh, Phil Patrick, Rachel Steele, Rody Jeff, Rob Hamlet, Ryan Ridgley, Scott Hahn, Scott Turner, SDWorks.us, Shane Bronson, Square Splinter, Stan Pierce, uh, Steve Moonshine Metalworks, Stu Morrison, <laughs> Tim Sway, <laughs> TurgWorks, Wave My Cycles,
2: mom. and William Lutz. Terrific. And William's mom. <laughs> that's right. Um, wow, that was good. Good job. That was. And that's I'm... a lot.
1: I was gonna say I'm humbled right now. That's seriously wow. It's a lot of
2: names. Yeah, that, that is a lot of names. Yeah, it's Ooh. uh, it's you know, like that, the power of like crowdfunding, like that, you know, like that, that group of people that are willing to contribute to, dare I say, art the art that we create on a weekly basis. <laughs> I think I dared you to say art. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't even get it out. But uh it's uh, it's very amazing and humbling. We thank you all very much. Very uh, much. It does mean a uh, mean a yeah. lot to us because I don't I don't think we would still be doing this if it wasn't for them at this point, right? Correct. We are yeah. we are beyond the prototype, we are beyond the test phase. If it, yeah. if it
0: wasn't for our Patreon uh my patrons. Yeah, I don't think mm. we would. I, I mean I know we wouldn't. Yeah, we'd I mean, be like you know, we'd just, be like a Saturn.
1: It just you know it happened for a while. Finally started getting good, then they just dropped. it. You the mean the thing.
0: car. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're but, good fond memories of Saturn, but they don't do it anymore.
1: You know what I didn't know? I know now is that um, Saturn was a GM thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then their last few models uh, had Honda engines in them. I
2: did not, I did know, not that. know that.
1: Yeah, the, the But there's view. a lot
2: of those partnerships between the the, the big 3 and um, yeah. like Toyota and uh who was it GM and Toyota did a thing for a while mm-hmm. and Yeah. Well, yeah, so GM Ford, Mazda, the Suzu Rodeo Mitsubishi. at the
0: end was yeah. the same as the Honda Passport.
1: Passport, right? Yeah. So what
0: they did was they rebranded the 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 Mercury Villager and the Nissan Quest for a little while were the same
2: car. Even now the VW the van. Oh, which, the Caravan. Yeah, the the van not vanagon, the um the, not Toreg, No, that's the SUV thing.
0: The Rutan. It's the Rutan.
2: Rutan. Rutan yeah. is a Dodge Caravan. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's funny, people like to be, uh, you know, oh, you should you're buy American, don't buy that. It's like, they're all made in America now, anyways, because yeah. of the tariffs and stuff. Correct. Uh, there's as many BMWs and Volkswagens and you know Hondas made here as there are overseas. And chances are the one you're driving was made right here in America by American workers, you know.
1: Well, that just goes to show that um, brand loyalty is more of a family thing, I think. So, like, Tim, I know you're Chevy. I love Ford. Phil, you?
2: I just bought a Chevy. I'm not. That's the only Chevy I've ever owned.
1: Oh. Well, then never mind. <laughs> for me, yeah. brand
2: loyalty is about getting the loyalty rebate on the next
0: lease. <laughs> I, I Straight did, up, you get a big a discount for to... staying
2: in the same brand. I had a loyalty to Volvo for a long time. The Volvo 240, I had like a dozen of those things because every time one died, I saved the good parts and got the next one for a couple hundred bucks. And then I just. And so then I ended up having so many spare parts, it didn't make sense to ever buy another car, you know? That's called being part of the ecosystem. You bought into the (laughs) the Volvo ecosystem. It's like having an iPad and an iPhone. That's exactly what it's like. Well, I already got the charger. I guess I. I gotta get the yeah. iPad instead of the you know. That's, that's it. exactly what I do.
1: See, I've, I've had so many vehicles. I, I'm I gotta be in the 40s. Oh, uh, well, me
2: too. I'm and my wife's had like three. Yeah, and
1: yeah. And Casey's like that too. She's like she had the yeah. she inherited the Honda that had 300,000 miles on it when she first started driving, and then um, her parents kept their cars for like you know hundreds of thousands of miles. I'm like, I drive mine for a year and a half. I'm like, it's old. I need something new. Yeah. Well, my thing was I never had money to buy a nice car, so
2: I bought five hundred dollar cars, and I just drive into the ground and buy another five hundred dollar car. You know, but I save the good parts <laughs> for the next
1: one. I'm in love. I'm in love with my truck right now. I I bought some. Uh, I, I was pimping out uh, the other car for somebody. I don't have to mention that again, but uh,
2: mm. I said, you know what? <laughs>
1: I uh, I deserve some goodies on my truck, so I, I ordered some. Uh, the headlights are kind of faded to plastic, and I tried the plastic renew stuff. It didn't work, so I ordered some newer style headlights for it. They're going to be LED, What's and this? tail taillights, and a brush guard. I'm going to put a stereo in it that actually has Bluetooth as opposed to the cassette player that's the original. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, we have a lot in common because I was just thinking about doing some work on my truck. I was going to see if I could get the heat to work. Same. Same. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, no, no. I have Samesies. I, samesies. Are you guys yeah. having? Is it starting to get colder where you're at?
2: Yeah, I'm starting is to it, chill out. Well, is, not where it, I am now. Yeah. No, you're not. It's 95 yeah, where, where are degrees. Are you, the here. Sixth, sixth ring of hell right now. Is that where you are? Where are yeah, you? Yeah, it's like 120 percent
0: humidity here. Yeah, but say where you are because. Oh, I'm nope. in uh, West Palm Beach, Florida, just uh, just outside Fort Lauderdale.
1: Yes. Yeah, but we've had crazy Montreal, nice, yeah, we're Crazy tan. nice we're, weather here lately. Yeah. It's, it's going to be in the 80s for another week at least. And it's like, wow.
2: Nice. Yeah.
0: yeah. Montreal is back to, it's been 10, it's been 50 degrees in the mornings. Yeah.
2: yeah about about the same year. I mean, it gets some of the, you know, the 70s in the day. Or right. Sometimes. But, yeah, it's happening. Yeah. It does every what, year? Uh,
0: what apart from the weather? What um? What are we working on?
2: Let's go. I'm a to, middle-aged man. I want to talk about the weather for a while longer. I see that. And routes to work. <laughs> oh, I know. You got. You can't make any left-hand turns. You got to do all right. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, sometimes when the 20s backed up, I'll take the 40. But then I got some side streets that I could take in case that's backed up. <laughs> Fun times.
2: Yeah, you know me, Tim. What yeah. would you say you're working on if you had to? What would you do. Um, I do, and I will. Uh, I went to the New York City Maker Fair this weekend. You did not either. I'm just finding out about this. Yes, I, well, I told you I was going last I wasn't week listening. when we did the podcast. We don't right. really oh. listen
1: to what you have to say, though. To yeah, him.
2: but uh, so I was at the New York City Maker Fair. I just went on one day on Saturday, and I, I want to thank uh, MJ for uh, the ticket. And uh, I hung. Out, I brought Dave Gagne with me, Elm City Vintage Dave, because uh, you know he you lost a bet. So yeah yeah exactly I lost the bet and uh, I don't want to like there was, I met I met so many cool people and I saw so many people that I know that you know that we just see these types of meetups. I don't want to even get into the name things I don't want to miss anybody but um, it, was, it was fantastic seeing all these people and the fair is huge like I'd never been to a big maker fair mm-hmm. I'd only been to the little ones that like I participated in that were in my area and um, it was uh, quite a uh, phenomenal uh, scene like just immense you know mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty interesting to see and um, one of the things I found out while I was there, which I I guess I can say publicly, is that <laughs> we'll find maybe, out.
1: Maybe, Yeah, maybe you shouldn't, though. Maybe you shouldn't say that uh, publicly.
2: You don't know what I'm going to say. I know what you're going to say. What am I going to say? I'm not going to say it. <laughs> because it's not – I don't think it's the same thing, so. All
1: right. <laughs> go
2: ahead. Uh, uh, what do you – Oh, God, I'm, I, I want to hit mute, and I want <laughs> <I'm gonna> <laughs> to find.
0: Guys, I feel like I feel like I've heard this two hundred times.
1: What? Yeah, it's it sounds like sounds like you know not a hundred times, but I think I we've taught, said something like this two hundred times. Oh
2: no, I wasn't going to say anything about that. Oh yeah, well, yeah, so then so go ahead. That's why I said that to clear. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's not. Um, what I was going to say is that I went there and I went over to the at the Carolina boot slash Arbor tech booth they had some prototype samples of my sway Carolina boots out uh, along with some other new boots like their new kind of line that they have coming out uh, for I guess 2019 but they'll you know be coming out sooner than that some of them are already in production and uh, I was told that th- no we, way. there was a kicks there was a Kickstarter that was supposed to be starting this month and then they were kind of not uh, I hadn't gotten any confirmed date on that to announce it, and I was told that they're like no we're not going to do the Kickstarter for your boot anymore we're just gonna make them oh no way wow that's awesome so they're already slated for production the first official uh, run of the Sway Carolina boots will be made uh, very soon I don't have any dates or anything yet Um, we're still talking about even like they were like kind of like which I thought was amazing like well what do you want to call them? like because I I guess I can't just call them Sway because some other company owns that name and I think it's my lawyer gotta call him (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, but so we're just going to call him Sway Carolina just to keep it consistent, you know, just like a one word thing. And uh, they're talking about like, yeah, we could put like a little picture of you on him or something. I'm like, no. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. Not our exactly caricature. Right the caricature. Yeah. yeah well, we were talking
2: about we're going to use the caricature for some branding stuff. I'm, I'm going to do to go with it and stuff, but uh, not on the boot. Nobody. I don't want people walking on my face. <laughs> no, no, no. On the heel. Not on like on the Achilles tendon part of with a boot. Not yeah, like underneath. where
1: the star on the converse goes.
2: Yeah. yeah. No, what I what I was thinking about doing was uh, if we because we don't even know if we can do it yet or not with the material. I was thinking of just putting "be good" on them. You know. Well, I like that. I like yeah. that. That's cool. how I sign off. Um, on but the that's. I mean, time. that's all. Yeah. That's all still stuff that, Is that you? you? know, I mean, may or may not happen. But the boots are they're, they're slated for production. They're like they're on the schedule. Um, so they're going to be available for sale. Straight up, and there's gonna be two versions of them. There's gonna be a, a less expensive version that doesn't have the lining and the, the safety toe and all that stuff, and then there's gonna be like the full decked out. Like if you really want to work in them, you know, with the with the waterproof and the, and the insulation and the, and the steel nice. toe or composite toe. I'm not quite sure which yet. Um, so yeah, that'll be you know I'll, I'll keep you posted here. But that's I think that I think people will be wearing them by Christmas. Like from the sounds hey, of things.
1: Can I ask, Phil? Can I ask you? Do you prefer the right side or the left side?
2: I don't think we're sharing a set of boots, my man.
1: No, I don't want to share the boots. I just wonder which side you want to sit down on when we're riding his coattails.
2: Oh, uh, dibs on the right.
1: Okay. I'm left handed, so that makes sense.
2: Right. I figured they would work out well. Yeah, so you don't bump elbows, yeah. yeah. So, uh you know, so you know, senior Paul Jackman was there of course, because he was, you know, making sawdust in the in the booth there and um uh, And so I got to see him, which was nice, and I got to remind him several times that he does not have his own line of boots named after him. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Paul. (laughs) That is your real name, which it probably isn't. I was like, oh, you're Mr. Caroline, huh? But so that was super awesome. Other than that, I know I'm taking up like a million minutes here. I have Wi-Fi in my shop now. That's a whole story. Um, And I'm working on setting up for my guitar show still. I have a coffee table I'm making. Go figure. I just made a Hello Kitty sign. That was fun. And it took like you know ten minutes. And um, I'm also working on a um, a potential lamp out of drumsticks. it's going to be really cool. It's like they there are specific drumsticks to the musician. Like they're going to mail me them. Um, so I got some fun stuff hopefully happening hopefully happening soon. And uh, yeah, How, who's next, Bill? Bill, um, let's do Bill. Yeah,
1: yeah, I can I can go next. Uh, the lamp though, drumsticks. You're going to make the shade out of the drumsticks, or the lamp itself, or all? Um, the
2: lamp base. Okay. Uh, my plan is to make it out of drumsticks, but have the base actually have LED inside it, so the light comes through the cracks. Oh, nice! And then it'll have a typical lamp coming out the top, and then a drum for a shade.
1: No, oh, okay, that's cool. Where
2: I drill holes, and I've done that before. I drill yeah. holes yeah. In seven, I, and the light goes through the head. And Can you know. I give you one quick suggestion for the base yeah. base itself, like
0: the little square that everything's going to sit on? If you yeah. can make that out of an acrylic block, that would be super cool.
2: That would be cool. I was going to make it out of... Uh, that acrylic's expensive, though. That might not... To get it that thick, thick stuff. Yeah. Uh, but actually, for a piece that big, might not be too bad because it only has to be like 10 inches, you know? 10 inches. It needs to be like 5 inches by 5 inches by 1 inch. Yeah, no. The lamp's going to be a little bigger than that. It probably has to be more like 8 inches by okay. 8 inches. 8 um, inches is a good but, uh, size, right, Bill? Yeah, yeah. No, that's a... <laughs> so I've heard.
1: <laughs> I um, I would like to talk about what I'm doing now. Yes, Please, please um, do. <laughs> so I started, uh, uh, I told you guys last week, we started a demo in the salon. Well, I started doing one of the builds for the salon, which is going to be a um, a pallet wood wall that fits inside a recessed arch. And I, I'm, yes. I have two of them I have to make. I posted pictures uh, of the one I've gotten done, and I'm filming it. So that's going to be exciting. There's going to be a little bit of a, a tour uh, before shot. Uh, of the salon space and then I'll, I'll install this thing as well on the video but it's, it's kind of fun I haven't done a video in a while so this is a it's gonna work out good I found out that I got two big size batteries for my camera that broke because the charge port on my camera when it got knocked over by the possum the charge port thing doesn't work so I bought a separate charger with some bigger batteries so I can still use my camera and uh, yeah, so being busy at work and now being busy at home and uh, doing stuff for the salon. It's starting. The ball is rolling. Momentum is building. How about you, Phil?
0: Um, I finished all of my Etsy orders and I was kind of like, yeah, woo, I'm done. I cleared out that whole list and then I got a a bunch of orders for, uh, for rolling trays and probably before we finish uh, recording tonight, I'll get an order for another whiskey box, so. Uh, That's that's what I'll be doing this coming weekend. I'm in Florida all week, so nothing's going to be happening for me then Uh, I'm trying to think I had these a bunch of these phone holders that I made uh, That I sort of put on Instagram to see if anyone wanted one And I got a few orders. I have a few left so if anybody wants one, you let me know I know uh, Marcus wanted one so he's uh, I'm gonna be shipping one to the west coast because he's got a friend coming to Germany so that shipping ought to be cheaper and he asked me to uh, to sign it to so go inside of his, uh, his maker maker made objects collection so that was wow uh, that was a really nice honor so I'm going to do that and, and send it out
1: we love nice. Marcus
0: yeah, yeah. He, he's an amazing amazing friend and supporter of the show so we
2: really appreciate that yeah, do you guys have your posters hanging up in your shops? Where did you put the? Remember when we had hundred episodes? Marcus got all those. I, I have makers my poster. It
1: is not hung up because I have no wall space. You can just you guys can see from where I'm sitting. There's no wall space. I know you have no
2: wall space. Yeah. I was wondering if you hung it in your house or something. No, Mine's right above my garden hose
0: in my garage. Yeah. <laughs> That's
2: where I keep it. Not even Mine's coming. above is... my metal lathe. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well.
2: My garden hose is in the other bay. Although I could put it above the garden hose just so we're. We match. That would be Same terrific. Same or you geez. could get a metal lathe. I would love a metal lathe. I don't know how to do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, neither do
1: I. Well, you start looking on looks Craigslist. looks great with a sign, though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not worried about learning the skills. I, I'm sure somehow, some way, I'd figure it out. I'm just thinking, where in the world would I put this thing? And how could I get away with metal shavings everywhere and oil? Well, get rid of your garden hose. You'll have plenty of room. That's a good point. <laughs> Get rid of the garden hose and the recycling bin. And in goes a metal lathe. That's That'll be a good good convo with the wife. You did what with our recycling? What is this big stupid thing? <laughs> it just makes more of a mess. <laughs>
1: but it's like, it's, it's shiny though. It's shiny mess.
0: Yeah, it could be. Could yeah, be. that's true. Yeah. yeah, lubricated metal shavings. Always fun. Um, so that's what we're all working on. This week's topic... Guys, huge surprise, uh, but we just came up with this one during the pre-show. So if you are not a Patreon patron, here's another reason to do so. You get to go inside the brain trust, inside the process. (laughs) The the lack of. (laughs) Hey, 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 don't ruin my sales pitch. You get to see how we do what we do. You get, you get get to go backstage. You get to sit close at the ballet and see the dance moves only a dollar an episode so that's it, super it is something
1: not to be missed i must say because yeah. if, if somebody out there wanted to record the pre-show and like black what do you call it a uh, uh, bootleg, bootleg 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 it you could probably sell it to like tony robbins to use for self-help and motivation that's what goes on behind the scenes of reclaimed audio
0: yeah right we couldn't do that of course because did you
1: know did you know tony robbins is canadian I'm not sure that he is. He sounds Canadian.
0: I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I'm not sure about that. So, this week's topic, and uh, I'm going to give this one to Bill because actually this one this one is his uh, stroke of genius. I, it was more collaborative, Ahem. but it was mostly, all right Tim, it was, you know, a collaboration kind of thing. But Bill sort of, kind of strong armed us into doing it this week rather than putting yeah, some preparation. Yeah, we decided into it. it was
2: a terrible idea, and then Bill said, "No, it'll be great." Now, he I didn't even say it. that. He just said, "We're the, doing the, it."
1: The setup, the setup is is not working out how I quite hoped.
2: Oh, um, sorry,
0: sorry. Do over, do over, Mulligan. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, so the 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 premise is uh, uh, on the cheap. That's the that's the episode title. So what we're going to do is we're each going to pick something for the other person. Uh, and this, we want to make this as realistic as possible, to make on the cheap for a specified dollar amount. And then what we'd like is some feedback from you guys. Who thinks that who could actually t- kind of flip it for a profit? Um, but, you know, we're not talking like a house flipping. We're talking like, you know, you've got 25 bucks. What can you go scavenge find? We're assuming everybody has some nuts and bolts and some paint, uh, tape, whatever epoxy, but what can you do with 25 bucks and and like Phil is the master at at making whiskey boxes out of pallets, something like that, but we're going to try and make it realistic and we'll each choose something for the other. And then we will all pick something uh, of our own that we would make to try and make a profit as well. And I already know what mine would be, so, but anyway, that's, that's the idea. And then we're just basically going to wing it because we still not, all of us are kind of blank faced at each other about how this is going to work out, but let's go.
2: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> all right, someone
0: start. Yeah. Okay, I'll start, and then this one's for Tim. Um, so, I recently watched a video that um, what's his name? He's got the beard. You know who I'm talking about? I need more information than that because they all have beards. Yeah. Uh, Ferry. What's his first name? Oh, uh, Nick. Nick Ferry. Yeah. So I saw a Nick yeah. Ferry build where he did like this. Um, it was like a pottery bench out of cedar. Or potting, not potting, a potting
1: I saw, bench. I saw he posted that online. Yeah. yeah it was yeah. kind of neat. No joinery yeah. scene.
0: Yeah, well, you overbuilt the hell out of that thing. That, so, for yeah. sure. So, I saw that one. Um, but I was thinking something like, a so out of cedar, which I know you get, but it may mm-hmm. not look as sort of clear. But I was thinking either a potting bench like that or, well, I don't know if this works for you because you're a vegetarian, but one of those like barbecue stand Stands. things. Yeah. Yeah. I actually need one to go next to my barbecue, like a prep what are
1: area. You mean buy
2: barbecue stand, a table that just you just put next to your barbecue? What is that?
1: Some, like a, the Weber barbecue, sometimes you can buy for an extra few dollars, you can buy the, the round kettle Weber will sit inside of this cedar hole top bench. Oh, is that, so it's kind of like yeah. a... Uh, you oh, do oh the like, cutting the, like the old It's like a prep table. A prep yeah. table. The big right, green so egg almost has like a, it also. It's like a sink.
2: Yeah, like yeah. the green egg sits in it, but the... Yeah, it's okay. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, I... I mean, I can do that, I could do either of those for probably zero dollars, because I do have that availability of, the of cedar. The cedar fencing,
1: yeah. You know, but for but free when
0: you get it, and you plant it down, is it clean, nice cedar, or is it all, like, cracked and splintery?
2: Well, it's a, I only grab the stuff that I think I can get good stuff out of. There's, I mean, for every for every board I take, there's 20 that I don't bother with, but right. I just have that luxury, because they're tearing down fences. But what it is, is that there's, you know, several types of fences, as we know, and most of them were like that sort of like half round kind yeah. of thing, and that I did uh, mess around with that stuff once. I made a bunch of stuff out of it, like, but that was really a pain in the neck, and not the, the wood is too thin. By the time you got like a flat edge on that round side, and you know, and then cut the edges off to make a flat board, you end up with just a lot of labor for nothing. Um, so uh, the stuff that I grab is the one by fours that are flat on both sides, and so they're usually like three quarters or five eighths inches thick they tend to be three quarters but by the time you you plane it down it's more like five eighths yeah. you know, or a half um and what it what happens is that it depends upon where in the yard it is right and how the sun's hitting it and stuff so like the there are parts of the fence that are really soft you know like where they don't get a lot of sunlight mm-hmm. and it would get wet and, or, and you know and you'd see you could even tell like which side the sun set on because it'd be one side's all mildewy you know and then the other side's just perfectly clean and dry so you end up you know picking and then where it touches the ground of course it rots um so, you know, if you have a, a four-foot-high fence, you might end up with, you know, you got to cut the little pointy tips off, and then you got to cut the rotten potter off the bottom, so you might end up with three, a three-foot board, you know, or a two-and-a-half-foot board on that. But most of these fences are, like, six-footers. Mm-hmm. So you end up with, like, you know, four, four-and-a-half-foot-long pieces, and then, you know, it's, it's already square. You know, I mean, obviously, it needs to be jointed and stuff if you're going to do that stuff, but it's relatively square. It's, you know, S4S, and you cut the two ends off, you run it through your planer, and you got a, a pretty much a brand-new board. Um, there's only six nail holes in each board, you know, two at the top, two at the bottom, two in the middle. And uh, quite often the top and bottom gets cut off because that's where it's, you know, it's either, well, usually the top is still there because the spiky part is higher than the nails. But then the bottom, you usually just end up cutting that off with the rot.
1: So mm-hmm. you only have
2: four nails to remove. It comes out easy because the wood soft. So it's not like this, like real rough, like pallet wood looking stuff. There are nail holes. It is obviously reclaimed, you know. Um, but you know cedar is cedar. It's not great for a lot of stuff. Uh, it's not very strong. Um, but for outdoor projects, absolutely, you could make a, a table like that. I made a, um, I made a workbench out of it. I still have it. It's in my paint room. I made a whole like workbench top out of this stuff, and I just like braced the heck out of it. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like I mean you're not gonna you know do forging on it or anything, but <laughs> but it's you yeah. know it's a it's a it's a yeah you know, outfeed table, assembly table, glue up table, you know.
0: So your your twenty five dollars yeah, so could almost be spent entirely on Type Bond three, because yeah, of all the lamination yeah, no, and, you have to be doing.
2: Um, yeah, if you if you want to make something thick and sturdy, you end up doing a lot of lamination, um, you know. Or I mean, screws. You know, I mean a lot of times when you're doing that type of stuff. If I were making like the the green egg holder, um, I wouldn't really laminate it. What I would do is I would, I'd put extra bracing in the um, in the skirt, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of like you know putting a, a cross brace every two feet or every eighteen inches, I put one like every like six inches maybe, mm-hmm. and that would give it the beefiness. And then I'd I'd probably buy um, maybe Brad nails, and uh and and a lot of tight bond, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, just Brad nail it down to to, because it's it's got that rough look anyways. You, just, you know maybe some screws in the corner, you know, sheetrock screws. I've had to buy them, or you, uh, well the weather ones. Deck screws. Did you see Nick's video?
0: No. Okay, because this was like not rustic at all it was just very clean looked like new material and i was just wondering if you could get to that look
2: with these oh yeah except for the fact that you have those four nail holes yeah you know like i mean you could work around if you're making something smaller right you could cut on either side of the nail holes and get those i did a video once i made a um i did two videos with that cedar where i made tables and um i was messing around i was jointing with the bandsaw and what I did is I, I, I taped the two boards together and I, and I cut like squiggly lines and then they fit together perfectly because they were cut at the same time and then I did it again with a jigsaw and both those tables neither of them were were rustic really they You're all looking, had that yeah. looking yeah they had that clear cedar look but if you know with cedar you leave it outside and within six weeks it's gray <laughs> you <Yeah>. know <laughs> it's uh you can't I mean you could finish the heck out of it I guess but but you did but, um, yeah that'll that'll help that'll keep it clear
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. Cool. So that Mm. I don't know if that really does that work. Did that?
1: Yeah, I like that. I mean, it's it's an idea of something you have access to that, and it would you would spend Mm. so you could make a a, what should we call it a a potting bench.
2: Sure. I made one once out of the out of the half round. So you would you would make a
1: potting Mm. bench out of the the cedar. You wouldn't have to buy much more than screws and glue, and you think you can sell it for more than the money you put into it.
2: Oh, absolutely, because I got basically $0 into it. It's all sweat equity. I think um, w- we'll say just the potting bench. I mean, I think I could make that. What is that going to sell for, $50, $75? Like well, the question simple, is cold. also is how many hours
0: is it going to take to make?
2: With cedar? Yeah, I could. Uh, I'm picturing a potting bench that's about 12 inches high, uh, maybe like 18 inches wide by 12, just like a little bench, right? I don't hmm. know what he 12 made, inches 12
1: inches high? So.
2: Yeah, cuz you usually sit low when you
1: No, uh, a potting bench is like a it's like a work table. Oh, it's a
2: bench. I'm thinking of the stool. I'm thinking of a gardener's stool. No,
1: the yeah, potting no. bench is what you would actually do your potting on. It's like a work table yeah. for your garden. But it's got Lots. like some slats
0: so that as you sort of work with the small pots, the, the earth soil falls into falls a
1: through and it gets a, there's a basin underneath. Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. I I then so, I would definitely sell for more than $75 and I'd have to it sounds like a more involved build, but yeah i could build that i just i don't know i'd have to look at the look at it and see what it looks like well here why don't someone else go i'll give one to uh, and i'll look at a picture of it and then i'll come up with a number okay um so i'll throw one to hmm i'll throw in the bill i guess you got 25 bucks and your wife wants a new headboard for the bed why is this old one broken I didn't ask. Don't be jelly. <laughs> don't be <laughs>
1: jelly, <laughs> troll. Don't be jelly. So, 25
2: bucks, and I don't, I'm not going to, like, I felt like Phil held my hand by, like, telling me about the cedar and stuff, so I'm not going to hold your hand and give you anything. Okay. You got 25
1: Sorry. Bucks. Sorry. I was no, being it's nice. Okay. It's okay. Well, this is, so is she going to buy it from me? Do I have to charge her? Because I thought we were trying to make some money here.
2: Uh, your ex-wife. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> For your ex-wife. Well, let's got real personal, real fast. Who
1: listens it. to our podcast? By the way, Heidi, we love you. Um, so I'm going to build Heidi and Duke a new headboard, and she's commissioned it from me. So I'm not looking at the profit so much as I'm just going to try and make my money back in time. And I've got twenty five dollars startup. Um, and I, so wait, I hold on a second.
0: T- You're changing the whole parameters of this exercise. What's You're that? Not- you're changing everything. What do you mean? I'm not you have changing to make anything. money on this. It doesn't matter who it's actually. Right, but for.
1: Uh, no, yeah. it's it's no. If it's for a friend, I am going to make money on it, but I'm going to make my time. I'm not going to make. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not going to like charge it like publicly. Charge
0: it publicly. This is Heidi just for the exercise, but for real, you're trying to make money. Here. All right, I'm just he- trying. I'm
2: Heidi, just trying Heidi to Heidi commissioned a good it because she's selling it to her friend, and she's going to upsell it. Okay. So. Okay. Right. She's middling it.
1: All right. She's the middleman okay. okay. for. Hold uh, my hand and. <laughs> okay.
2: And by the way, real quick, I'm looking at a picture of that bench, and it's a pretty simple bench design. Actually, he did some cool joinery stuff. If I oh, were to do balls. it, I probably wouldn't do that joinery to speed it up, and I probably oh. I think that could sell for 300 bucks.
1: Wow, I like that. That's aggressive, it's aggressive.
2: Bench aggressive, but all right. A little, maybe only 250. I mean, it's yeah, but it's it could be built in a couple hours. You know. He didn't use any maybe screws. Only... He used all dowels, even for the slats. Well, then it's yeah, you could still do that dowels and wood glue. I mean, that's to take a little longer, but that's why you'd have to. I mean, if you're doing that kind of joiner you charge more. You know what I right. mean? If you if you're throwing it together with sheetrock screws, then then it's a hundred fifty dollar bench. You know. Yeah.
0: Okay. Two fifty then, if you're using the dowels. Two fifty three hundred. Yeah, three hundred
2: yeah, with the dowels. That's All what right. I think I could sell it for. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Bill.
1: No, I'm just thinking to myself, why not just use the sheetrock screws and cover it with the dowels? With plus, yeah. Two seventy five.
0: That that's that's the move. That's the move right yeah. there. Yeah.
1: Anyway, anyway, uh, so I got to make a headboard. My goodness, uh, and I've only got twenty five dollars capital. Okay, um, capital, right? Well, startup, whatever. Earth. I don't know what you call it.
2: No, you got it right. I just like yeah. I, I just like using this that is voice. a reminder that you're playing the fool and you're not really. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Every once in a while, it slips and you use all the right words, you know. Right.
1: Um, well, I'm you know again. I'm I'm going to use pallet wood. I think it's the easiest wood I can get. I'm going to make it rustic. Uh, looking on purpose because it's the easiest way to do it. Your parameters are so much wider when you have, um, you know, doesn't have to be that precise. Uh, the money is probably going to be spent mostly on finish, I would say, you know, because I want to, if I'm going to do, if I'm going to use pallet mm-hmm. wood, I can do a little bit of, kind of like what I'm doing now with the pallet wood wall, I can do a little bit of a, a colored treatment, you know, you put, stain it, then sand it back out, so only part of it showing on the raised grain. Um, so I what I would try and do is I would try and refine some of the pallet wood to get some really, really pretty stock that doesn't look like pallet wood to basically make a giant picture frame. And then I would fill in that picture frame with the more rustic pallet wood looking slats. So it would look mm-hmm. sophisticated on the outside like that. That is just stained, milled down perfect. No nail holes in that wood. And then the... I might even do a little bit of a picket fence style, so not picket fence but crack see see through on some vertical slats of pallet wood so it would look rusticy, it would have the nice outer frame and uh yeah that's that's I think I could probably sell that easily for as much as you can get for the potting bench.
2: I think so too yeah, yeah. I've made some th- similar things for about that price.
1: Yeah, I, I think three to four, four hundred bucks for a, a nice size headboard. We'll assume it's a queen. That's pretty standard for everybody. So a queen size headboard that has that sophisticated rustic look. And I've spent um, uh, eight bucks on a can of stain, or eight bucks on a couple uh, sample cans of stains, so I can get a couple different colors and a quart of um, I. I, I like water-based poly again. It's the cheapest investment mm-hmm. for the best finish so yeah. It's
2: kind of like it's the expected finish for that reclaimed kind of rusty look too because it's like the low VOC one So it's almost yeah. like when you use the other stuff. It doesn't look right, you know Well,
1: I mean, I'm, I'm trying to maximize my my profits here, right? So I want to spend as little time as possible by using the water-based poly. Yeah, I can do five coats in two days easy yeah easy if not yeah. if cool. not six wow. or seven, huh?
2: I was
0: going to say that is a lot of coats. Do you normally do that many coats of finish? On
1: on some finishes, I, um, some builds, I will. I wow. Mean, okay. On, my, on uh, uh
2: Tabletops and stuff, yeah, usually. Yeah. 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 But I've I like never done more than three coats. Yeah. Well, but you're th- making bo- boxes, not furniture, too, though. Yeah. I mean. No, but I made a coffee table, a couple coffee
0: tables, but it, this, yeah. was this was not wipe on. This was brush on polyurethane. I did three yeah. coats.
1: Yeah. Well, I go pretty poly thin.
0: Yeah, oil based.
1: Yeah, that, oh, well, that's that's, that's a lot. That's that's okay. a lot of yeah. that's a lot of finish on there. But the water-based poly, I like it because it dries fast. You put yeah. the first coat down. If you do it thin. Yeah, you put the first coat down really quick, well, and you sand sand it when it's dry, 15-20 minutes later. Put another coat on top of it. Let that sit overnight. Sand it again. Put a couple more coats like that. It's.
2: Hmm. Okay. We do it. We do exactly the same thing. In the second coat, I put pretty thick. Uh, to fill in any voids and cracks and stuff. Yeah. I really let it soak in there, and that one sits for a while. Yeah.
1: Yeah, then the last coat, whatever the coat, I don't care how many you do, always make sure the last coat is your finished coat, so you don't have to yeah, sand one direction. it when you're done. One direction, make it all pretty, you know, try not the the bubbles and stuff. It's not hard, especially, again, with water poly, best stuff on the planet. Yeah. Not the I used prettiest. I
2: five. I think five coats is, yeah. like, about where I go. Yeah. Okay. Again, they're thin, though. It's not like that oil-based stuff. It's a thin coat. Yeah. Right.
1: And that's part of the reason why you make money with doing reclaimed rustic-y type stuff is because, again, your parameters, you can do the cheesier finish on it. You're, you don't have to make, you're not doing dovetails. You're not doing all that kind of stuff. So your time takes less. Yeah, you, don't have to,
2: you don't have to hand buff out, you know, all the correct. seven layers of shellac and, you know.
1: Well, let's hope there's
0: still a market for that stuff.
1: There's always a market for that stuff, Phil. There's always a market for that. Anyway, um, so I I got one for you. Since you mentioned um, our friend and maker extraordinaire, uh, Scott Turner, and how his shop furniture looks better than what we have in our houses, because he's that good. So you're going to make something that is very presentable. You're going to do like, let's. um, you said you've already made a couple coffee tables. Why don't you do like a, a couple of end tables, like a set? Matching, okay. I don't care what they are, a couple of end tables. You got the 25 bucks Go. And it has to okay. be nice and presentable for a house. It's not yard furniture. This is in somebody's living room. It's going to live. Okay. Here's what I do
0: I go to my newest, favorite section of Craigslist, and it's called Free. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. It's a nice place.
0: It is a nice place. And, uh, and I ha- and I know this is real because I just bookmarked a couple of these. Hopefully, they're still around when I get home next week. Uh, there's a desk, a solid maple desk. And there is... I'm, it's a painted uh, dining room table, so it's probably either poplar or maple or something like that. It's not going to be a softwood. Um, so, I grab those and then I've got those panels to work with and those legs to work with. And, and I can make myself a couple of end tables uh, out, out of that. And the best thing about that is that it basically does not need to be dimensioned. It just needs some, some uh, you know, environmentally friendly uh, chemical stripper to get rid of whatever finish or color or uh, or paint or anything like that to get that right off of there. And that stuff is basically with a couple of, you know, uh, passes with like a 120 and then a 220 mm-hmm. sandpaper, you are good to go with that stuff. It's ready to cut down and to make and to do whatever you want with. And, I love uh, it, yeah. That would be my go-to. My the the, the twenty-five bucks would basically be spent on drawer runners. Yeah. Yeah. And there's uh, I like to use these um, the drawer handles, actually from Scott Turner's video, and he got them from a TS One or the, the way that he cuts them down and and, and creates these these drawer handles. So I I basically rip off that same design and do that. Uh, but I like yeah. it.
2: That would be my go-to. Yeah. I thought that's what I would have done if I wasn't forced to use cedar.
1: <laughs> I, I was thinking, <laughs> and because mine to, is like, go ahead. No, I was going to say I was thinking when you said go to the free section of Craigslist, you were going to do a redo, which, um, yeah, you, you can do quite often too. Find a couple of end tables that are just kind of beat up and just redo them. Oh, uh, yeah. I didn't,
2: the I didn't problem know. with that is design. Like a lot of times, they're designed are dated. Yeah.
1: If you get so if you look, and I've done this before. If you if you find it, uh, I don't care what how old it is how dated it looks if the top is big enough that you can redesign the top a little bit even cut it a different shape you know what I mean like small it down because I think real thick bulky is kind of the dated stuff that we all used to seeing the thick you know just monster legs on like a you know the matching set you can find those but yeah. maybe cut the co- top down maybe make them triangular shape do something with it to redo it but you still have everything that's there for an end table by buying an end table
2: yeah you know, we we have a um my, my wife has this rocking chair she would gotten and it's you know from the 70s probably and it was um it looked like it looked like santa's sleigh almost yeah. you know I mean, it was like that <laughs> you know that dark stain and yeah, uh yeah. and it had these like big curly q arms and stuff and these big curly horns and and we loved the we loved the, the chair but we hated like how it looked and so i that was one of the very first things i did before i even had a shop is uh i just cut all the curly cues off the thing painted it black and i bought some fabric and I didn't even sew up a proper cushion cover. I made basically a pillowcase right. that you know that I just slid the cushions into. Then I tucked the the part that I didn't sew into the back of the chair. And uh, yeah, we still have it. It still looks great, you know. So just it was pretty easy to modernize that.
1: Hmm. I've, I've taken a, a router many times too, and you find that blocky square end table that just looks like a '70s end table, right? Um, yeah. Take a router and put some detail on the top of it and paint it. I don't, not chalk painting. I mean, actually paint it. So if you, if you take that golden oak colored blocky end yeah, table that everybody I used thinking. to have, right? Mm-hmm. Strip it down, take a router, put, a, put some detail along the top of the edge, um, detail the legs if they're square. You know, a router is your friend to make things look different. And then paint, mm-hmm. paint it white, paint it, paint it off white, you know, something that, that would mm. just look completely different, but uh, not a lot of work involved.
2: Mm. That's an interesting gray. take. Yeah. I want I want to see charcoal gray.
1: Or charcoal gray.
2: <laughs> that could be that could be nice.
0: I uh for, I don't know, I guess it didn't really occur to me because for me, I'm not really into restoration and I feel like sometimes restoration can take actually way longer than than rebuilding from new only because you've got to be able to sand into all these little nooks and crannies and stuff like that. But Bill's just, Bill's cutting the nooks
2: and crannies right off. Yeah. 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 See, I'm not, I'm not that,
1: not a restoration so much of just taking the basics of it. So like if you took the, if you took the four legs apart, you've now got the top. Now cut the top a little bit smaller if you want. Route out some fine uh, detail around the top edge. You still got the legs, you know, just paint, paint right over everything, put it back together. So you're kind of just using it as a, uh, um, a, a blank slate, basically, and then you just yeah. put it back together, make it a little bit different. So resto is different. Resto, if you do restoration work and you're good at it, those guys make bank.
0: Yeah, mm. it's all it's all sweat equity, right? And then you just look yeah. for the fastest, cheapest way to 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 strip it.
1: The, the guys that do the resto work, and I'm talking about like repairs and stuff. You've got your aunt's um, Queen Anne secretary desk, and it's got a broken leg on it. These guys will go in there and re-glue that leg back together. They will match by hand the the 1800 stain that's on yeah. it. It's perfect, yeah. you know, but then again, they're charging $2500 to have this piece of furniture for a week that they just repaired a leg. You know.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. I know. was thinking more like the find it on the corner, you know, restore it and then flip it on Craigslist for 300 bucks kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. By the way, my two end tables, five hundred dollars. I win. Ooh, because <laughs> they're solid wood. See, they're probably maple, and I'm really gonna finish them nicely. And
1: uh, I like it.
2: Okay, to get to to get to round two, since I was laden with the cedar. Ladened <laughs> very well. Um, and and I don't have. I mean, I use the cedar a lot and find furniture that I can sell for similar prices to your. To your end tables, but I have to buy plywood to back it, and so I can't do that because I only have twenty five bucks. So the way I would make more than five hundred dollars with that same amount of cedar is, I would make these little business card holders that I've made in the past. Hmm. Um they, they, they have like a little magnetic latch, so I'd buy the magnets, which would be way less than twenty five bucks to make. I would make a hork load of these things. Yeah, I was just on thinking my, a pallet on my load. My CNC. Yeah. Yeah, I would make. I mean, because you know, festive I would set up my the CNC file. I set up the jig on the CNC where I just drop it in. I hit print. I walk away, I drop the next one in and while that one's cut, and I glue the first two together. I have a file, I've done it before, I did a video about it, and I can sell these things for 25, 30 bucks easily at a craft fair. Um, and so, I mean I, you know, I can make 50 of them in a, in a day, you know, easily. Are we
0: okay, so we're going to play this game? Fine. Yep. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so then I'll just keep doing rolling trays. I'll keep getting I'll just keep gluing up pallet wood into into blanks and then keep making you know, pallet. Uh, what's it called? Rolling trays at forty bucks a piece. I did an order for twenty of them just a couple weeks ago. You know that. I got this game, yep.
1: boy. I got this game. Well, it, yep. If we're if we're gonna, I'm I'm gonna take the different approach. <clears throat>
2: That's what I was hoping because I knew yeah. I knew exactly what Phil was gonna say because yeah, it doesn't have the original idea. But I I thought Bill might have. That a... <laughs> was
0: my original idea. I came up with
2: that. No, well, you came I up would... with mass production. What you that? invented that? Yes. What I, know, Bill, what
1: I Henry know, Henry Ford <laughs> What I know that would make some money that has very little investment that anybody can do is the cigar box guitar, because your investment, yeah. your investment is five dollars for a cigar box. If you go to any smoke shop in your town, uh, if they don't give it to you, they usually charge five bucks. You can find the wood on the curb to make the neck. What your twenty-five bucks is going to go to is the uh, electronics and the strings and the tuners.
2: Can you get all three? Can you get electronics too for under twenty five bucks?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I was
2: thinking just strings because I, I knew you were going to say that, but I was thinking just strings and tuners. No, all you
1: could get. No, you can get tuners for because you're, you're you got three. That's all you need. So they sell them in sets of three. You can get them as cheap as six, seven bucks for the tuners. Yeah. Um, yeah. the strings are going to be four dollars for the pack. Uh, you can get a pickup for ten bucks. You know what I mean? That's if you. They're if you,
2: that. They're that little though. Yeah, that's, I, that's pretty good. yeah,
1: but you're you're talking about a cigar box guitar, so it's not a Stratocaster, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, you could very minimal investment, you can build a cigar box guitar. Um, time investment, I, I, I can't look at it that way because I'm not doing it production wise like you two. This is after mm-hmm. work. I want to make a couple extra bucks. I, I like playing in the shop anyway. Type of project, and you sell those for two, three hundred bucks all day long. So,
2: yeah, but so we still made more.
1: Yeah, that's why I said I can't play the game where you make the most money in that case. But, that's the,
2: but it is just a game. Like that's what we wanted to see to right. get you to think of something. Like uh, what? What was it that you were? You, you had, we didn't give you a specific wood or anything to use. Like, but you will say the same wood that you made the pallet. So you have that pallet wood. Right. Um, trying to trying to you know step outside of your comfort zone a little bit. And what can you do with that pallet wood? That you you, you the headboard you brought it to your ex wife's friend. Yeah. She didn't like it. So now you need to find a way to turn that, to sell that, to break that down and sell it as something else.
1: God, I just don't, I don't do things for money like that to, to do production-wise. Um, maybe picture frames. Yeah. I mean, picture yeah. frames. Yeah, too, that's, much you work, know what? too
0: much work. Just cut it into three sections. It's now a triptych wall art piece.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that's, that, too. That's pretty good, Phil. That's pretty darn yeah. good. And the, the, uh,
2: do, like, on the diagonal. And then you hang it, you hang it up right back up on the wall, just like it was a headboard. But it's on the diagonal, and uh, and there's about a six to eight inch gap in between each piece. Yeah.
1: And then I then I take yeah. a picture of it and I send it to my ex-wife to show her friend to say, see,
0: hmm. see Heidi, or a friend's name. Heidi's friend.
2: <laughs> see Hypothetical Heidi's friend. friend that we created for this <laughs> podcast.
1: I don't. Well, first <laughs> of all, I don't think anybody that associates with my ex-wife would turn down my work because. They're they're great people, and and I do great work, so that's just that hypothetical doesn't work for me. Stepping outside of my comfort zone is this podcast.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, feels yeah. that way. And we're turning that in the gold, aren't we? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know what's what's some examples of production. So Phil, you do the rolling trays. Tim, you do the business card holders. What are some other? If you're if you're in it, you just to roll out of crafts, you know, craft fair. Uh, uh, what beer totes? Yeah, well, I mean, coasters. we have the we
2: have the the CNC capabilities, which kind of makes an unfair advantage over someone that doesn't. But there's a lot of things you can do with router templates like that too. I mean, like like you're saying, like coasters and beer toasts, so like not my favorite things to make. But you know, signage, like making like you know, just cutting pieces of wood and painting like a oh, TGIF or it's five rather, somewhere. All those things. I, I really sell. would
1: rather do if if I'm not again if I'm not trying to pay my rent. But if I'm trying to you know, I want to make a couple hundred bucks. Maybe I want to make. Uh, I don't know, but what I would like, I would rather take my time, I have to take the time factor out of it as far as being paid for that because I have a job already. So the yeah. time I spend in the shop is kind of its own reward and then at the end of that when I have a small investment I can turn around and sell it. It's just it's just basically giving me money to buy more stuff to make more things. Mm-hmm.
2: So. Well, you know, and, and like that whole, like making stuff to sell at craft fairs, that's not a business model I follow. Like, I don't yeah. want to do that. I Because you look at it, you have a material, and there's like two approaches you can take to it. You can m- make a bunch of things that just sell inexpensively, or mm-hmm. you can make one thing that sells expensively, right? And um, I would rather make that one really beautiful thing than like 10 things that just sort of people don't really care about, and they get thrown away in six months, you know. Um, and it's harder to find that customer, but the reward is greater because the work is greater. And the you know the, the end result is greater And then the, the reward of selling it But if you need to make a quick buck That's the last thing you want to do Is put all your eggs in that one basket Yeah, you know.
0: Can I give you uh, the secret To my quote unquote success in this realm Yeah Is to not make something For the customer But to make something That the customer is going to give as a gift Yeah you, you said that before And that's really good advice Yeah it is yeah. Um, everything I make is a gift kind of thing, and people spend way more on gifts than they do on themselves. And, and Yeah, that's... Yep. Go ahead. Well, I, so, right now I'm working on, or this, this guy contacted me today about a whiskey box for a retirement gift. He already has the scotch, and he already ordered the glasses, and he needs someone to make custom make him a, a box around those glasses. And let's... let's quick reminder... I charge $300 for a wooden box made from pallets. Yeah. So anybody buying something for themselves would not spend that kind of money on that. I make kids' step stools and nine times out of 10, it's an aunt or a grandparent making it or getting, having it made for a grandchild, hundred bucks. We're talking about maybe $15 worth of plywood and another couple of bucks worth of paint. Okay. The rest of it is all my time. What else am I? Those rolling trays? I don't even know who buys those to be honest with you. I don't get it. But yeah, 40 bucks it's like half an hour of CNC time and you know another 10 minutes of finishing
2: Where? you're gonna move into hard drugs you're gonna make mirrored trays for like hard drugs now and stuff or you're just gonna stick with the pot I don't even know what that means Tim a,
0: why don't it's you explain it to me it's a
2: gateway, it's a gateway you know, drug You know
1: the, the, gift, the gift thing Phil now that I think about it I think every one of my guitars that I've sold has been a gift for somebody else and I've sold what half a dozen of them now that's and, the move uh, yeah that's the move and my ne- I, I don't even want to I, say I, my next product I was gonna say that's why I, want, I think I want to do a laser because if I can do the the customizing on the neck or the body of the small guitar, like Happy Birthday Johnny on it or whatever, I think that's gonna be a you can order. Hey, I want to buy a wedding gift for my you know best man or whatever, and a cigar box guitar, that. but it's got to have his name on it or it's got to have you know maybe there. So I think a you don't laser. need a laser for that.
0: You don't need a laser for that. You just need toner. But I want transfer. a laser. Oh well, that's a different technology. story. But you could tone or transfer, and it, you get pro yeah. results. Needs a little bit yeah. of practice, though. And yeah. I, I have another product in mind that I'm going to be doing. Uh, I don't want to say what it is until I put it out there. But along these lines of gift and momentous occasions, kind of stuff. Uh, so think along those lines if that's something that that actually interests you and you know you want to do. And it's minimal material, maximum dollars. Wow. Hmm. Nice. Like the whiskey box is maybe $3 worth of hinges. That's the whole thing. And some finish. You don't put a latch on it? Uh, no. One person had me do it. One person yeah. had me add a latch and a handle to make the thing basically an adult lunchbox. Yeah. Yeah. For booze. Yeah. And she made me make two of them. Yeah. For her husband. and Premium.
1: Premium information, Phil.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well. Uh, All right. All right. Okay, so are we doing... What, what, what's our time looking like right now?
2: Uh, it's,
1: it's let's time wrap, to wrap it up. up,
2: yeah. Okay, so we didn't get to round two, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, we did. Well, we just did a quick round two, sort of. That was sort of the round, round
1: two. Round two is uh, what would we make ourselves, you know. Like well, I we guess I so gave that. Okay. Yeah. We all did round two. Okay. Even though even though you're here, sometimes it's like you're not here.
0: What? All right. Okay. iTunes review review time. Um, Do you? One of you guys want to do the American one, and I'll do
2: some of the internationals. I have one here. I don't think we read Marsh Wildman's. Kay. Yeah, we did. Whom we know? Did we? Yeah, I did. The banana peel.
1: Yeah.
0: Why We're don't you sure. read this guy? I'm not Cardi B. He sounds like a wholesome and wonderful
2: individual. Oh, the new one. Yeah, but I want to make sure we didn't miss any of these old ones. I, I I, I'm think. pretty
1: sure I read Marsh's.
2: That sounds like something uh, Bill would do. Yeah, it does. Uh, I feel like I should read it again, though, because I'm, like, doing so much build-up, so it's, <laughs> uh, kind of like slipping on a banana peel. I'm going to read that other one, too. Uh, the moment you hit the play button, you begin a downward spiral into the depths of maker depravity. First, you have Phil with his crushing Canadianness. Then there's Tim. I heard he was in a band. Finally, there's Bill. He builds hair salons and bolts the wings back on airplanes when they fall off. Eh, maybe. Um... These three give an hour of enjoyable banter and sometimes provide a useful shop tip or two. I think we did a couple today, a couple. Sh- well, a whole bunch <laughs> uh, we did like, today. Just like slipping on a banana peel, once you listen, you fall hard. At least that's the way it was for me. Ah, and on our anniversary. Yeah, we did read that one. Uh, I don't remember it, so I'm well, glad it. was. If
1: not, it was me. worth reading again. And yeah. uh, if so, I think I said that backwards.
2: I'm not Cardi B, just submitted. Uh, it really should be called, quote, make fun of Phil, which I don't know. I'm going to read it. Um, I wish I could be part of this podcast so I can make fun of Phil. He seems sensitive. Tim, can I buy your truck? Did you know there is a road in Tennessee that's called Tim's Way Drive? No, I did not know there was a road in Tennessee called Tim's Way Drive. It's probably Tim's Way without the apostrophe. But um, I want to say publicly that I do not condone theft, However, if that sign ended up in my possession, I probably wouldn't report you.
0: (laughs) Terrific. Good advice.
2: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What have you got from across the pond?
0: We have uh, one from Greece, our first ever from Greece, and it's from... uh, John made it, so he's a a patron.
2: Oh, that's right. He is in Greece, yeah. Yeah.
0: And the title is uh, Casey Slap Bill. Did it work? <laughs> and then the review is, <clears throat> guaranteed it's the only place you can agree to disagree about utilizing your bearded dragon on what steams your broccoli. Nice. If you don't know what that means, have a listen and find out. So there's that one, and then there's uh, one from the U.K. The author is The Man in the Mirror is Me, which, which stands to reason. And the title is "In My Top Twenty Two Podcasts." Mm. That's a lot of podcasts. The review is: <laughs> This is always the first podcast I turn to after listening to all my other podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> always entertaining and often helpful. That was good. That was very good. dry and British. Well done.
1: We yeah, we like love it. dry and British. Makes That's me want to right. hug Jamie Page. He
0: he is not very dry. Although he is quite British.
1: I don't want to know why you would know that. So can we just move on?
0: Yes. I will. We won't comment on Jamie's moistness. (laughs) Oh, you said (laughs) the word. Did I say it? I said that. That's the right one, right? That's the right Uh, one. That was good. Thank you. What, um, Bill, what would you say grabbed your attention this
1: week? Oh, man. Don't do the one I'm going to do. No, it's not. uh, For me, it's more of a, uh... Uh, i i'm I'm still getting mushy about this whole salon build thing I, i mentioned last week just having the doors open and the diversity of the of the people walking by and being friendly and asking questions and i was just thinking about the uh our family our chosen family our friends um you know uh casey's business partner's uncle is coming up from la to do the construction work um because he's family um i am casey's Husband, I'm going to do something I and we're getting paid for it. But I mean, we're we're doing the work because we are stepping in to help this thing happen. And uh, it's what you do. Right. It's what friends and family do. So I was just thinking about that lately. Um, the amount of people that are offering to help even come in and like paint. Some of Casey's clients, Joy Parker, who's a, a listener to the podcast and, and somebody in the community who's a retired makes things she's like I'll come in and just help I mean I "I don't know so I was thinking about just uh, the generosity of those we love so thank you everybody and if you want to continue that generosity for a dollar episode you can be a part of the pre-show as well
2: for two dollars an episode you can go help bill (laughs) (laughs) and for five dollars you don't have to yeah
1: that's pretty nice bill wins again (laughs) yeah do what I can
0: Tim what grabbed your attention would you say
2: um i i didn't really have too much thought put into this i'm gonna say kind of along the same lines of what bill was saying because i was at maker fair this weekend so it was um you know friends and i don't want to use the word community because like i feel like we everybody says that all the time oh the community community and it's it's but it's true but it's like yeah i'm looking i'm trying to find a better word for it but um but it's just uh you know just uh Agglomeration. It's of just personas. a community. Yeah, it's a community. No, yeah. it's you know just friends, right. friends, you know, and friends. like how guys like us. I don't. I mean, maybe I shouldn't say all of us, but like I'm not like a really social person, and it's sometimes difficult for me to put myself in social situations. And uh, and one thing I can say is that when I do force myself out of my comfort zone into social situations with this conglomeration of of people, um, I'm never disappointed. Yep.
1: It's a lot of friends that we already have. We just haven't met yet, too. That's what's kind Mm -hmm. of amazing about this conglomeration.
2: I was having fun giving away my little – did did I show you guys the little card I made? Yeah. Because everybody always hands out stickers, but you know me. I don't make stickers. So I made on these – my cereal boxes. I made on the laser cutter. Um, It said, uh, I met Tim Sway at Maker Faire, and all I got was this lousy recycled cardboard. (laughs) I gave away like 50 of those. That was fun. Yeah. So, but then I, I saw like I made like a hundred of them, so I have like fifty of them left. So, and they're specific to the date. So now, the next time I'm at Maker Faire next year, I'm gonna just literally cross out 2018 put <laughs> 2019. Just put some masking tape. You don't have to cross anything. Yeah, that's too funny. What
0: um, about you, Phil? Um, small small YouTuber. Um, you probably don't know him, but he's one of my best friends. His name is Izzy Swan. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: He just did. There, there's nothing small about Izzy Swan, by the way. How do you know that? I've spooned him.
0: Fair enough. Let's that let that sink in for a second. Um, but he just made a, a a chainsaw sawmill for the cost of 10 2 by fours, and I thought that was so freaking cool. Yep. Like, any one of us could do that. I mean, now that he showed us exactly how to do it.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> exactly. That's the point.
0: You know, well, I could make that. No, yeah, you could, but he had to think it. <laughs> right. It's you know what? It's it's funny to say that because, you that, uh, pocket hole jig video that I have, keeps surprising me with more um, you know comments on, on on YouTube, and one of them was like. Just drove me insane because he's like, yeah, well, you could just add a hole and some crazy glue and a magnet to the Craig, and then it would be exactly the same as the other one. So, stupid review. (laughs) And I didn't bother answering him. I'm like, yeah, innovation seems pretty easy in the rearview mirror, man. It's the foresight to come up with it that's the challenge. Anyway, so exactly what we're saying with Izzy. Anyways, I thought it was, like, mind blown. Like, you could for sure get, you know, a Craigslist uh, chainsaw for, like, 75 bucks another 50 dollars in wood and you are milling your own lumber. I mm. thought that was pretty intense. I'm going to
2: check that out. I haven't seen it yet.
0: Oh, yeah. I it was pretty freaking cool. So, and I and I said so. So. Too easy.
2: I have a couple logs at my shop that I would would not mind doing that to. What what I usually do is I split it with a an axe you write into it. smaller pieces and I mill it on my bandsaw. Oh. You know. But yeah, yeah, with a riding knife. Yeah. What and, what uh, kind of throat Depth do you have on the bandsaw? Is it six inches, or you've got a a height extender? I only have six inches, so I have to. I can only get six-inch boards. I I get all these like logs and stuff that are like cool wood, but I can only get six-inch boards for small projects. Okay, okay, I got you. So, so this you could do like sixteen inches. Yeah, yeah, or however long my chainsaw is. I think it's yeah, I think it's a sixteen-inch chainsaw that I have. That's That's pretty pretty small. That's
0: the standard, right? Like it's a. I
2: bought it for uh, carving. I didn't buy it for like cutting down trees, you know. Well, small trees.
0: You could get a bigger bar for it, but then it's probably only like 33 yeah. or 35 cc, so you'd have a tougher time ripping it's, with it.
2: Last time I used it, it wasn't even working right. I need to take it all apart and clean it out. Well, there you go. That's a, that's another podcast. Is the plug whole, worn out? Whole other. Probably.
0: Sounds like, sounds like you've got a project, if we ever meet up. Ooh, and a video. In a major city. Um. Our channels on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. I'm Phil Pinsky. WilliamLutz.com. TimSway.net. NewPerspectivesMusic.com. I try to enunciate because I know it's so hard to do. Uh, Contact us for show topics, feedback, questions, all that great stuff. We love hearing from you. Info at ReclaimedAudioPodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at Reclaimed Audio. On iTunes, leave us them reviews. Super important in uh, getting your name and you know, review read on the air, which we clearly do, right? No matter where you are in the world, we are reading out these reviews. So put them in there, five stars, and it does help in getting more people listening to the podcast.
2: Yeah. How many other podcasts do that,
0: huh? (laughs) That was a rhetorical question. No one look into that. (laughs) Patreon.com. Probably a lot. (laughs) Slash Reclaimed Audio, the absolute best way to – continue to help these three guys make this podcast that they love so much so we appreciate all of your support and we thank you for the last 150 151 episodes and look forward to many many more
1: so thank you all very much thank you and goodbye everybody
0: yes thank you and be good have a great week other nice things
1: or don't